0: Welcome back to the Be Ahead podcast by Train Red. My name is Kim Ter Stege. I'm part of the Train Red team and I'm host of this podcast. I'm a sports enthusiast. I started my fitness journey after losing a lot of weight and I got very interested in fitness and health. I'm also a content creator. You can find me at Kim across all platforms and I also have my very own podcast. I'm here with my co-host Jeroen.
1: Hi, my name is Jeroen Molinger. I'm a lead clinical exercise physiologist at Duke at the Human Pharmacology and Physiology Lab, research program director of the lab and also research program director of Duke Heart Transmetology in the CAF lab. My main focus in the research we do here at Duke is all related to assessing muscle physiology and cardiorespiratory function.
0: So Jeroen, the last two episodes were about nears, and today we're going to talk about VO2 max, simply because in the next episode we will get into what being fit actually means. So these two terms we're talking about a lot, so I thought it would be good to explain a little bit more about what VO2 max is, how you measure it. So can you tell me a little bit more about VO2 max, what it is?
1: Sure, sure. So VO2 stands for the amount of oxygen that you can consume in a period of time, that's a kind of a abstract metric so a little bit more from my from a higher perspective is when you're doing your exercise or when you're doing a specific test like on the bike or on a treadmill you're increasing your intensity then you will see that your body demands more oxygen to move forward and your ability to utilize that oxygen that is a way of how fit you are and that specific fitness metric we also call it cardiorespiratory function or cardiorespiratory uh, fitness is the integration of those two systems so the amount of blood that you can deliver when you're increasing your heart rate during exercise and the amount of oxygen that the muscles can consume during the specific exercise so there's always a a number when we normally have so a, just a VO2 not a VO2 max but just a VO2 where we're doing our daily activities.
0: Okay so just to put it like in short for people to make it a little bit more understandable so vo2 stands for a uh, volume of oxygen and the max is a maximum oxygen consumption within the body today we're mainly talking about the vo2 max and how to measure that and i think you can actually i would say almost feel it if you're running on a treadmill and you're getting out of breath obviously your body needs more oxygen so is that the the thing you're testing like that exhaustion that uh well maybe not exhaustion but more like you need more oxygen you feel like you're getting out of breath
1: right so going back to the cardio respiratory part so when you're getting out of breath that is more the respiration part so the lungs that demand or there is a trigger for a higher demand of, uh, of oxygen so a way of compensating for that is just breathing harder getting more air in so your frequency can go up so you don't avoid but you can go up but also what you see is uh, another way around that you will increase your heart rate because the heart rate will increase the amount of blood that's been circulating to your body so you get more oxygens oxygen to the systems that need it and of course when you're doing exercise that are mainly the uh, the muscles
0: okay makes a lot of sense so what can you actually like if you know the vo2 number how do you measure the vo2 max and what can you actually do with this
1: right it's, it's an interesting interesting question. The reason why it's such an interesting question is there is tons of science and evidence that, that this specific number, the V2 max as a number that you drive during a specific exercise test, as your maximum ability to utilize or consume oxygen in a given given intensity, has a very well prediction power for health and and disease. So. What we see is that how fitter you are, and the fitter defined as the more oxygen you can consume during a specific exercise test, the better you are in handling specific metabolic stress, like disease, like surgery and all.
0: So you're basically saying if you can consume more oxygen, you you are in better health. But how do we actually measure this? Is there a way of knowing
1: this? So how do we really measure that? And the reason why there's a interest from, from the Fitbits, the Apple Watches, the garments and all, because it's a, it's a metric that defines the whole metric of being healthy. There's no other way of measuring it and, and or defining it. The way of measuring it are, can be the direct way, and the direct way is really measuring it through an exercise test with a mask on. And with the mask on, we um, sample air that goes in and out. And the difference between the amount of air that you breathe in and out, that defines how many oxygen you are consuming
0: yeah that's definitely the way to get a very specific and very precise number Um, but there's also ways to do it by yourself obviously can you tell me a little bit more about the vo2 max in this specific test
1: maybe good to to go back in the terminology because there's a lot of terminology regarding vo2 max or vo2 peak Um, I will not go to the nitty-gritty in what's best but I think you can the real view to max is a max that you measure when there is a plateau and the plateau will move, will see if you're going harder and harder you cannot go up again so no matter how hard you are it kind of plateaus and the the graph goes to more in horizontal way the only way the only specific graph that you see are on um athletes or elite athletes that are pretty very well fit they only have those maxes Anyone else who is less fit doesn't have that really well plateau so the more the people I'm seeing currently in the, in the, in the clinic uh, have them fit to peak. So they just stop because they have limitations uh, which are not specifically the same limitations as a, um, uh, um, an athlete has. so there will be peaks. But in the, in, the, in the sports space we're mainly talking about max in the clinical space we're more talking about peaks.
0: So most people have a VO2 peak, which also means that you can improve that. There's ways to improve and get that higher until you reach your VO2 max.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I think even even there is currently um, more evidence that we need to have a little bit more comprehensive insight in that number. Because we're only looking at one number, which is just your peak. It doesn't show uh, the real data in how you acquire that peak so if you're looking at specific um, sports where I think the max value in itself isn't really important to know um, a example for, for what we're doing here in the US for instance with basketball is if you are an elite basketball athlete um, and you're doing a treadmill test uh, and you're acquiring your future peak that's fine to know and I'm sure there is some merit in doing it that you have an insight in how really fit you are, but it doesn't give you any any information in how good you are on the on the court because during the court you will never reach your max. A endurance athlete or a sprint athlete will do that, but if you are more in the soccer, in the hockey and all that stuff, that is not, that's not a max out uh, defined um, sport. So they need still need to have I think the V2 there, but more like how efficient are you? So if you can run if you can run or uh, how much watch can you put on the bike or whatever you can do how efficient are you when you're using your oxygen so the less oxygen you consume with the higher amount of speed or power you have the more efficient you are and, and eventually it will show you that you are able to do uh um, can can do faster and longer because you're far more efficient in moving forward
0: okay makes a lot of sense um. So a quick question, how do you even like can normal people that don't go to uh, a lab or something, can they actually measure this? And then also how important is it to know this measurement?
1: Uh, good question. Yeah, the, the only thing right now in really measuring it directly is uh, through the use of a metabolic card such as an analyzer when you have a mask on and you measure it through the mask. Uh, right now that's only been done in specific labs uh there is still some technology coming up um like the v to master which we use i think we will we'll go into it a little bit later on in some other episodes is that's that's wireless that's mobile that's far more cheaper where you can do i think even coaches and uh, pts uh, uh were able to uh, to use this, this this technology instead of uh the labs that are. Um, yeah have far more expensive cards and and are far more complex to uh, to deal with coming back to your question do you need this number um um yes and then no it's it's, it's still an interesting number to uh, uh uh to know in in regard to how efficient are you in regard to your training are you is your training goals are they matching with your your numbers or can you tailor your training a little bit better based on your zones not only your zones on your hardware but also your zones on your vo 2 numbers because that you can can um, can compare uh there is still another kind of an indirect way of assessing it uh like the apple watch does and i think the garmin does also fitbit has a way of assessing indirectly your vu 2 max number um it is mainly based on, on an algorithm that defines the um, uh, the combination of activity versus your um, your heart rate and your heart rate recovery uh, a
0: fitbit or apple watch is way more inaccurate than let's say the vo2 master or going to
1: a lab absolutely it's will, it's will more i think it it will um the only way of using it that way is just looking at a change at a slope change if there is any trending moving upwards or downwards don't really, de- I think the specific number doesn't really make sense. So you cannot really, really, really combine a number derived from an Apple Watch and the same number from a exercise testing. You can see that would be the same. It will be more or less that you can, there's an estimate in, in following up how, um, how your V2 is changing over time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so for most people, it's not really important to know this number. I mean, it's fun to know, but. They shouldn't get out of their way to, to measure this number. And then also in the next episode, we will talk about what defines being fit. And we will also talk about a calculation so you can actually know the number if you do different ways, right?
1: And it is still, I think, a very interesting number to, to have uh, in, in regard to your physiology. On the episode, we will talk about potentially um, uh, when you're fit and you're, uh, you did acquire a, a COVID infection maybe then this number can be of interest because you really need to have a better understanding in the reason why you are so fatigued um, or, or have any viral infection where you have to have a better understanding in how can I go back to my normal uh, normal level again and the, 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 the thing about VO2 is kind of weird is that um, it's the only metric I know from our physiology that is able to maybe fivefold in the increase so if you are a elite, elite athlete your V2 number, your relative V2 number will be around 60 plus or so. And everything between um, yeah, call it 40 and 60 is 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 uh, you're doing well. Um, below 40 and uh, and and 20, so 25, that's the kind of the lowest group. Uh, what we see in our in just in the healthy, healthy people population in our clinic and people who had uh, um, have heart issues or lung issues they can even go to below 10 so you have people who have 10 first below 60 yeah so you see that there is a huge amount of variation and a huge amount of um, of the ability of the system also to compensate for uh, and the, the maybe cool thing for people to know is there is a lot of discussion going around if vu 2 is uh, uh can you change it by training or is it more a genetic uh, thing that you have uh, so you're born with a high vu 2 number you can increase a little bit but that that's just it or you're born with a low vo 2 number and you can do anything you want but you'll be staying low uh, and we're currently seeing is that it's not the case i think for for still the the, the highest of the elite athletes yes they have of course a very well defined dna profile. and but still you can, you can
0: yeah that's but that's with everything right so if you're in the higher level of the number it's very hard to increase more because you have to be like extremely on your training on your sleep, or like everything around you to maybe improve that but if you're on the lower part of the numbers you can easily increase it a lot
1: yeah exactly exactly very much so and and the, the easy part is you can increase it uh uh at a very within even in, with a specific training we've seen you can increase your numbers within three or four weeks time yeah
0: okay so everything is very clear to me Jeroen but can you give like in maybe three sentences in short what it is why it's important and yeah
1: sure so V2 is a number that, that is a metric that defines your ability to utilize uh, and use oxygen during exercise a number that gives insight in your whole physiology and health it's in a number that we used to define how fit you are. It's a combination of looking at lungs, heart, and integration with the muscle.
0: And then also to finish it off, that number is uh, very easy to increase if you're on the lower end.
1: Yeah, you can you can increase that number for sure. Uh, um, and and the more unconditioned or untrained you are, uh, the ability of the system to uh, uh to supercompensate on the level of the heart and the level of your ventilation and the level of the uh, of the muscle uh is very significant so you can see difference already significant difference already uh with uh, specific training in in a period of three or four weeks
0: okay well i think that's it for today jeroen um in the next episode we're going to talk about the combination of NIRS and then also the vo2 number and how you can actually measure how fit you are in combination with the uh, oxygen So again, thank you so much for being in this episode. And I look forward to uh, speaking to you in the next one. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us across all social medias at train.red. We hope to see you here next time. And don't forget to follow this podcast. So you don't miss out any of the next episodes. If you are interested in muscle oxygen sensors, the train red fire, go to our website, train.red, the link is also in the description.